Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. Today we are going to talk about being injured as a dancer and the mental load that comes with that. Many of us have been through this ourselves, or we've had our students struggle with serious injuries that just breaks your heart. But why does being injured hurt so much mentally as well as physically? And how do we help? Today, I'm going to tell you why it's so devastating for most dancers and share a little case study for how I helped one dancer through a serious injury so you can have some tools and ideas that you can use next time you have a dancer who needs the extra support. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. So why is being injured so devastating for us? Is it a fear of getting behind and having your peers move on without you? Is it that kinesthetic connection to dance? We just miss movement. Is it not having that emotional connection to your, your friends, you know, missing your, that social time? Well, yeah, it's all of those things. That's why the psychological effect of injury can be so devastating. What I see when I'm helping dancers who are recovering from injury is that they are so frustrated. They want to be back in rehearsal. And of course, it's really hard to be left out. And the reason it's so hard is because being a dancer is often your whole identity. If you can't do it, you're lost. It's that sense of, I don't know who I am if I can't dance. And that is a really complicated emotional challenge to deal with. And I think we all struggle with our search for our identity our whole life, probably. But if we're talking about a preteen or teen dancer, then figuring out your identity is a normal part of that stage of life anyway. It's a hard part of growing up, but it's normal. And as you try to figure out who you are, it's also really common for teenagers, especially to attach to one thing as their identity and have that be it. This is who I am. It's not as nuanced and complicated as it gets later in life. And it's actually comforting in a way to have that kind of label. I'm a dancer. I know what that means. I know how to do that. So that becomes the complete identity. That whole sense of who you are is wrapped up in being a dancer. And then when you can't dance anymore, you lose that label. If I'm not a dancer, who am I? I think that loss of identity is one of the bigger reasons injury can take such a mental toll on us. Many dancers have stories about being hurt and continuing to dance anyway. I'm definitely one of them. I had a bad ankle injury my junior year of high school, but it was a year that I had a more prominent role in a ballet that meant a lot to me. And I knew if I complained or showed any weakness or, you know, told my parents or the directors that I was in pain, I would probably lose the role to my understudy. And, and that was not going to happen. So I pushed through and I was going to do it no matter what. It's that sense of like, this means everything to me. It's all I've worked for. I can't miss this. So I danced through the pain and of course made the injury way worse. That has now led to like lifelong issues with that ankle. But at the time, I just couldn't imagine myself not dancing that role. Of course, I see it very differently now, but then it was everything. Sitting out was not an option. It felt like I would lose everything that was important to me because being a dancer was everything that was important to me. 
But when you're a teenager, especially that long-term effect is so hard to consider. I didn't care what my ankle would feel like, you know, 15, 20 years later. It's so hard to wrap your head around anything past this immediate thing right in front of me. And because we can't think long-term, we want this immediate fix right now. It's really too much to think about those potential long-term consequences of not dealing with the injury right away. Of course, sometimes you don't have a choice. You have to deal with an injury. You know, it's catastrophic and there is no option. But for dancers, if there is any chance I can keep dancing, pain or no pain, most of us make that short-sighted choice to keep dancing. If you give dancers that choice to say, stop dancing now and you'll be healed in a few months or dance through this really important performance, but it'll take you two years to get back, a lot of dancers would choose the short-sighted answer to dance now even knowing what would happen. It's too hard to stop for many of us because it's our whole identity. To go with this, I thought I'd share a little behind the scenes of what my work with an injured dancer would look like. Now, of course, this is not a one size fits all, but I hope hearing about a real dancer and how she worked through her injury will help you. So many years ago, I had a collegiate dancer who was hurt on the warmup floor at a large national competition. That meant she was out for that event. Of course, she missed the whole nationals and the team went on to compete without her about 15 minutes later, which is a whole other mental toughness story, but it was a pretty serious injury. So she was out for about a six month recovery, which meant we were roughly halfway into the next season when she was physically cleared to to return to dance. And the doctor said, you can do everything you could do before, but understandably she was hesitant and in fact, somewhat terrified to go back to that actual competition. So there's two sides to this challenge of why returning to competition was so hard. On one hand is that identity piece. So we did a lot of work around that. She struggled to see herself as the elite competitive dancer that she once was. So we talked about shifting her mindset to still have that positive view of herself, even if she wasn't dancing. I wanted her to believe you are still a valued teammate. You are still a valued part of the studio, a part of this program. You can contribute in other ways. So we did a lot of work around her identity as a dancer, but the second important piece was that we had to work on her social connections too. We talked to her director and teammates about how we can keep her social network there for her. Cause I think one of the big challenges to injured dancers, especially if it's a huge part of your life is your entire social network is also wrapped up in dance. So when you stop dancing, you lose that social piece too. In this case, I really tried to work with her friends, her teammates, the directors, and intentionally find meaningful ways to keep her involved and to keep her a part of the program during such a long recovery. It all goes back to that sense of identity and helping her feel like more than just a dancer. Remember, even when you're hurt, you are still a dancer. And more importantly, you are more than a dancer. Being a dancer is just part of who you are. Even though you're dealing with this, you're still a whole person. This approach is what we call the whole person approach. I wanted to address this dancer as a whole person, not just an injured knee. So if you have an injured dancer, I hope you consider that approach. Ask them questions about life outside of just how's rehab going. It's we mean well, we want to check in on rehab and we want to actually see how they're healing. And that's great. But if that's all you do, you're communicating that their value is all wrapped up in their ability to dance. You're confirming their identity is just one thing dancer. So instead checking in around 
everything about what makes them a whole person can help remind them that they are more than just a dancer. Back to my case study in this situation, the fear was in actually going back to that same environment where she got hurt. And I think that happens to a lot of dancers. She got hurt at a competition and going back to that specific place was the cause of a lot of anxiety. So maybe it's the venue or a specific competition, or for a lot of dancers, it's whatever skill you were doing when you got hurt. If you hurt yourself on a certain jump, then you're often terrified to do that jump again. Whatever skill you got hurt on, you end up having a block around that skill. And for the girl in my story, it was an actual location she had the block around, but it's the same idea. So in that case, we did a lot of imagery and really strong and intentional visualization around what it was going to look like when she got there. We visualized the arena, thinking about what she'd be wearing, what it would feel like, and to really dig in, use all five senses. What might you smell even? What what are you going to hear in the arena? And then dealing with the emotions that come up just from imaging it, let alone when you're actually there. So we'd kind of practice this process of putting herself in that place and then talking out what that felt like. So she was prepared for what emotion she would likely feel when she stepped foot back in that arena. And then we added some goal setting strategies, really breaking down her recovery, because if the injury is severe and the recovery process is long, it's hard to have a goal that's six months away. If your only goal is to get back to dance, then that's not really helpful because it's so far away. Dancers need a goal that's more like, what am I doing this week? Okay, I'm going to go to rehab three times. I'm going to do my homework from my PT every day. And instead of just focusing on get back to dance, we focus on more short-term goals and keep that whole person approach in mind. One of my dancers goals when she was struggling emotionally was to focus on her social needs. That was really important to her. Again, she was a collegiate dancer. Her whole social network was in this team. So she set a goal to reach out to my friends and ask to go hang out, even though I'm not going to see them at practice this week. Those small manageable goals of reach out to a few teammates, go to PT every day and do my homework that kept her more motivated and allowed her to see progress. Even though she wasn't dancing at her same level yet, she could see progress in her rehab skills. She could see like, okay, I set a goal and I did it and I'm going to get back to what I want to do. Okay. That was her whole story, but I don't want to leave you hanging now if you're a little invested in this dancer's journey. And the good news is she was able to go back and compete at that national championship for her senior year. She did really well when she was able to return. And after identity and the whole person approach though, there is another important aspect of returning from injury and that's the cognitive aspects or how you think about the injury and the recovery process. The dancer who takes this injury with a negative mindset and feels like, oh, this is so defeating. This is a disaster. It takes that dancer so much longer to recover than the dancers that say, okay, this is an opportunity for me to rise up and show that I am more than this hurt hip. Those dancers recover so much faster. There's a lot of research behind this. It's truly amazing. There's a strong mind body connection and you can use it to your advantage. So here's my advice and how I would approach an injury, taking into consideration these mental aspects. Most dancers, first and foremost, dive in to address the injury. We want to fix the problem. 
you know, what rehab do I need? How much PT do I need surgery? How long is this going to take? It's this immediate need to fix the physical body and the injury. I get that. I understand that impulse, but I would encourage an injured dancer to actually back it up a little bit and start with the mental side. In psychology, we call it a cognitive appraisal. It just means, what do you think about the situation? What do you feel is the reason for what's going on? That appraisal is what changes your emotional reaction. If you view your injury as, this is a disaster, my whole year is over, then your emotional response is grief and anger. And then you go into physical therapy with that same attitude and you won't see the same results. Where if your appraisal is more like, okay, this sucks, but this is an opportunity for growth, I can do this. Then your emotional response is one of resilience and that positive energy is what actually changes your behavior. In the second, more positive appraisal of the situation, you're more likely to show up to PT and work at it. You're more likely to do the work outside of that. You're more likely to do that rehab homework, to attend your rehearsals and connect with your social network and ultimately return to dance stronger and faster. So before you jump into addressing the injury right away, stop and consider what you're thinking about. What is the story you're telling yourself about the current situation? Your mindset about the injury impacts your emotions and those emotions will impact what you actually do. A lot of the times our approach to fixing the problems is to fix the behavior, but we should actually start with what came before that and get to the root of your mindset. When you're in a long-term rehab situation, you should pause and consider your mindset if you want to have that lasting change and a better chance for returning to your former dancer strength or really you even have a chance to return an even better version of yourself because you've learned how to be resilient. Take that dancer I told you about earlier. She viewed her injury as an opportunity for growth and she did actually return to that competition floor a more confident dancer because she had done so much internal work and learned how to show up confident. You know, she knows, okay, if I'm scared and I'm nervous, I know what to do. I know how to handle this. Her mindset really changed everything about how she performed as a dancer because she learned how to show up scared and be resilient anyway. So out of adversity comes opportunity. If you have a dancer who is having a hard time taking that positive mindset though, or a dancer who just genuinely doesn't believe they can do it, you can ask them a question. When was a time you had a setback before this? When was a time in your life you've overcome something? Usually they can come up with something. And even if this current injury is actually the worst thing they've ever had to deal with, they likely have been resilient in some way before. Maybe it was dance. Maybe it was outside of dance. Maybe they failed a test and had to come back from it. Or maybe their parents got divorced and they had to adjust everything in life. Whatever it was, they've had something in their life that was a setback or a challenge and they had to be resilient. Walk them back to another time and help them see, oh, I did get through that. I did learn something there. Maybe I can use that lesson here. You can help your dancer see this injury as this opportunity for growth and see their own ability to deal with it and see their own potential and their own level of resilience. And if they can't find something, because sometimes that happens, dancers are like, no, I've never had to go through this before. Sometimes I will ask them to like, okay, think about a friend or what about your parents or your favorite social media influencer or dancer that you follow even. Is there someone in your life that has gone through something and been resilient? 
something, something that you admire, some story that you know, find something that matters to them from a person who they care about, where they've seen someone be resilient and be better for it, and then try to help them make that connection. I usually only have to go to that step on the younger dancers, uh, but just it's there in your back pocket if you have a dancer who really is like set in stone that they have never been resilient in their life. So to wrap this up, I always need to acknowledge though that being injured comes with a lot of emotional distress. And a lot of times that's because of the uncertainty that comes with being injured. So if one of your dancers is injured, or if you are a dancer listening to this and you were hurt, acknowledge that uncertainty and just recognize the fear of unknown is probably a big part of what's leading to the emotional distress. Sometimes we underestimated how bad the injury was and now that's changed or just being uncertain about the rehab journey itself, wondering, you know, how long am I going to be out? Am I going to miss this thing that I really care about three months from now? All of that uncertainty makes this so much more difficult. And it's likely that that uncertainty is a big part of the emotional baggage the dancer's carrying. And that's usually what leads to a lot of the stress or anxiety and can lead to those, that sense of anger, those negative emotions. But we've all learned a lot about dealing with uncertainty lately. So simply acknowledging that I can't control this can really help. Just think, I don't know yet how I'm going to handle this and that's okay. I'm working with what I do know. That's all I can do. It goes back to my favorite mantra, control the controllables. When you're hurt, focusing on what you can control can help you change your mindset about the whole thing rather than focusing on what's been taken from you. For example, you can control showing up to PT every time. You can control your attitude going into it. You can control your rest and self-care. You can't really control how fast it's healing or what the doctor thinks your procedure should be. You can't control if you get removed from that dance you really were excited about. But remember that mantra, control the controllables, because a lot of emotional stress and anxiety usually comes from stressing about things we can't control. So route your mindset back to what is in your control. That will help kind of regulate that stress and say, there's a lot I can't do. I have to let that go. I have to focus on what I can control and take ownership there. Injuries are extremely challenging but you can change your mindset about it, which will change the ultimate outcome. Remember that whole person approach. See it as an opportunity, not a catastrophe, and control the controllables. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, I have a favor to ask. If you would please hit subscribe if you haven't already, or if you're feeling extra generous, you can share the episode on your stories or send it to a fellow dancer or dance educator. All of those things really help me out and allow me to keep this show going. The community means so much to me. So thank you for being here and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.